Finally! Good morning, Road Trip and fam. It's an episode with one of our favorite Aussies ever. Matthew Delvadova joins the Cleveland crew for the very first time on Road Trippin'. The crew talks Australian life, his game, food and wine preferences. As if we haven't heard enough, Cleveland, we know. You'll never get enough. The crew also dives into his performance, the overall performance of the Cavs in the playoffs from 2016, and a whole lot more. You don't want to miss it. There's no better way to start your week, start your Monday. So with that, J. Mike, Angel, Channing, Delhi, it's all you guys. Take it away. All right. Thank you, Allie. John, Angel, Channing, and our featured guest, Matt Delavadova. Good to see you, buddy. Matthew Delavadova. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Important part. Oh, man. Cheers to uh, making it to the <laughs> past the trade deadline. We made it. Two, we made it. two of the last three, two of the last three featured guests have been oh, traded, traded shortly thereafter. I was oh. too late. Say, what's you our, can't go what's anywhere. Our, uh, yeah, I don't, gonna, I don't know if I made it or I just got in early. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You had a don't trade me clause. <laughs> I'm gonna put a wild dingo on your car. <laughs> Okay, well, and then it starts, one. what was that, yeah. 30 seconds? 30 of, seconds. <laughs> it, 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 you know what always cracks me up? I always like talking to people born outside the U.S. because they're amazed at how little Americans actually know oh. about their country. And Australia, I think, is even funnier because I think most Americans think they know what Australia yeah, is oh, all yeah. about and is like, but really not many do. Yeah. What's the most common either misconception or the silliest thing you've heard anybody talk about Australia? I thought you were talking about Channing there. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, That's with, Akron. He's mixed yeah, up. Oh yeah, Akron. The, Akron farming community, the, the farming community of yeah. Akron. Go ahead. Uh, with all his animal references, maybe <laughs> ask me if I was riding a kangaroo to school, something like that. <laughs> I've seen it. It You've might have been a cartoon, but I've seen it. <laughs> no, no, I've actually yeah. been to Australia. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that stood out above all else is like, you know how you get a... Like a cockatoo is a little bird at right. the pet store. Yes. They are like gigantic pigeons out there. <laughs> and they're in the they wild? Are, they weigh at least five pounds. They're huge. Is this true? Loud. Is this accurate? Yeah. <laughs> they, they weigh more than five pounds. Okay. Yeah, are, they cock- are they cockatoos? Or is... They're the big, yeah. white, like parrots. And <laughs> it's crazy. Because you're like, yo, somebody's pets got loose. No, it's a gang of them <laughs> outside at 5.30 in the morning squawking. Yeah, it's crazy. It is like, it it seems to be the most nice, dangerous place ever. They're like, oh, don't put your hand underneath that car door. There might be a big deadly spider underneath there. So you got to tap it first. And, well, you know, they might be messing with me, but still. That's what I saw was snakes falling through someone's roof. And they were saying, oh, that's the first of the season. Or something oh, of that nature. That has freaked me out. That doesn't happen where I'm from. This is precisely what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wild misconceptions. Like the whole country has snakes falling through the roof. Dude, you guys got a lot. The most venomous snakes in the world are in Australia. A small, tiny island. That's oh, pretty big. It's it's about the size of Texas. It's not Puerto Rico. <laughs> I mean, we we got to pull up the size of Australia versus <laughs> yeah. US it's on the about map to show you. Texas, New Mexico-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's medium at best. Maryborough, Australia, your hometown is where? Uh, Geography-wise, in terms of the country. Uh, two hours away from Melbourne, out in, uh, out in the bush. Which out is, in the bush. Which is like what, West, Dundee. south, north, uh, middle north, west. So it's more El Paso than it yes. is <laughs> than anywhere else. See, nope. 
We're watching a video of these snakes <laughs> that are falling through the roof, and these snakes are... Fighting snakes. They're called I fighting think... snakes. These are real, I hope. I'm sure uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen I any of those. snakes luckily. are fighting. I'm no. pretty sure the ends of them are connected. So... <laughs> Some people say fighting. Some people say the other oh, F word. Gosh. That's funny. <laughs> In full circle, right full back circle. to the George, right, right, the George right. Hill conversation. All they wanted to do was zombies. intertwine tails, exactly. and they fell through a roof, but they were too But they were connected. They yeah. were interconnected. So one goes, they both go. You, know, you, you can't break the snake wing. Yeah. <laughs> the quote during the George Hill talk was yeah. <laughs> Channing the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> somebody get Channing out of the, out of yeah. the sheep pen. <laughs> Channing's messing around with the sheep. Dude, the thing mm. is, Deli, here's a basketball question. <laughs> Before you, who was the only other Australian guy in the league? Well, we've had a lot of Aussies in the league before me. <laughs> like how many? Another misconception. Right. Uh, I mean, Patty Mills. Oh, forgot about Patty. It's a good one. It's a great Who one. Who else? Okay, before uh, Patty. Bainsey. Was oh, before was Patty year? Mills? No, no. He was in between me and Patty. Okay, so let's say uh, before Bogut. Patty. Bogut. Oh, forgot Boogers. Uh, Luke Shencher oh, at, at the I Bulls. Think, dude, I uh, think he gave us 50 when we went down there when I was in college. He probably did. He could score. White Gabe. guy, about 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, uh, no, so he scored over different guy. 7'3". Played at Georgia Tech. No. Um, Longley. <laughs> oh, look uh, Andrew Gaze. Shane Hill. Okay, okay. You got a couple. So, but you guys now are, like, I wouldn't say booming, but it seems like y'all got a grip. Now. Is that a Australian boomers reference? It was pretty good. It's about yeah, national team. If you, if you didn't mean it, that was pretty good. That was well done. I mean, I knew, but yeah, I didn't know. Right, right. I, we'll we'll I agree to disagree. To <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. Really? No, no. So what happened? Because it was like, okay. That's a good question. Yeah, you got Luke Longley. Okay, you got Patty Mills. That's one. And then it became you, Bainzy, Ben Simmons, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Like now you guys got five, right? Six? Uh, we I think we got ten or eleven now. What? Including you know Dang on the two way. Mitch oh, Creek oh, yeah. had uh, a couple of ten days with Brooklyn. Oh, see, with with more on the way. Story. I forgot. You know what? Here's my problem. I didn't count Thon Maker. I forgot about him karate kicking. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what he's gonna get known for for a long, long time. Hey, he's he was flying he's the feisty. flag. Yeah, flying that's a guy flag. you want on your team. Yeah, bon, oh yeah. Boner's an unbelievable teammate. If you can so. hit me with a uh, a Riken Hadouken kick, I'm rolling with you. <laughs> Yo. So wait, where were you during all that? Uh, unfortunately, I was on the bench, which was a tough spot to be. So yeah, I don't know if I want to wrestle with some Australians though. That's like. <laughs> You and that the thing, Kiwis. I'm not really rolling got, with y'all. That fight got strung out a little bit. That thing yeah, was, that it wasn't thing like, was moving. you know, it wasn't like that thing was on in the, the back. Move. They yeah. were like, no, nah, yeah. homie. <laughs> right. What's up? <laughs> but it got time. I got time. Yeah. It was <laughs> migrating, too. It wasn't yeah. in one spot. Oh, Everybody was no. moving. Yeah, I think that you thing know was what? going pretty I good. Think that's my thing of why I didn't want to play FIBA. They asked me to play a bunch. I didn't want to play. <laughs> gotcha. Was I just don't want to fight like that? that I just sense. can't well, fight like sense. that. Yeah, you know, sense. I'm just you know. It's, it's definitely a, a different style of game. Way more physical. Like yeah. when we used to play against New Zealand to qualify for a <sighs> World Cup or Olympics. That's some of the most physical basketball I've ever played. Yeah, Ugh, I can't even imagine. It's just strong because you're strong to be a tiny person. <laughs> 
but I can't even imagine. And Bainsey. Physical how, Deli? Just let them play type physical? Officiating physical or in, uh, in what way? Officiating, let you play physical, physical guys, rivalry, competitive, um, obviously representing your country. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, all of that goes into it. Could you imagine Baines and Steven Adams in a like a wrestling contest? Who would you take? What? I'm taking Bainesy. Okay, I'm taking neither. I don't want to be nowhere near that. <laughs> Have you seen the show? Have you seen the movie Godzilla versus King Kong? That's what that is like. Yo, just gigantic gorillas just wrestling each other. Not a basketball in sight, boxing out. Don't need nobody shooting. Just you know what? It'd be amazing. Delhi loves it. You know, I've seen one of my favorite things to watch live Australian rules football. So good. Oh, so good. So good. So good. And they were serving meat pies in the concession stands. <laughs> oh, dude, what? Big old beers. I wasn't drinking awesome. at the time. Wink, wink. But it was great. It was great. So what you is played one that thing? growing yeah. up? Uh, yeah, I, I played a little bit growing up till I was probably thirteen or fourteen, mm -hmm. and then Hold uh, on. That's basketball playing it for a little bit. That's a lot, Delhi. When did you start playing? When I was Born. six, six, yeah. So seven years—that's a lot. Well, in Australia, you usually play both sports for to your sixteen, and then you have to decide. Um, they make you decide. Well, just the time commitment takes over, and you you have to take one more serious. But it was awesome. I I loved playing, and but growing up in a small country town, you play all sports. So I played soccer, tennis. Uh, one game of cricket, uh, field hockey. Um, so I played field everything. Isn't, no Isn't that a girls game? Uh, that could actually get pretty physical. It is both. <laughs> it is both. Really? Yeah. You yeah, wouldn't like it. Back, you, you wouldn't like it because yeah. you can't backhand. Yeah. You can only, oh, hit, back with, you can only with hit with one hand and one side of the stick. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Got to run around the ball. You wouldn't like it. What? Mm -mm. You, what are these weird rules? Yeah. He wouldn't like it. He, he wouldn't like it. You would, Why I mean, not? Because if you're American and you're accustomed to watching hockey and backhanding yeah. and moving up the field like that. You're also like seven foot, so yeah, you're you back. Right. And those sticks him. are short. No, right? <laughs> I see. They imagine are. Back, Channing, those sticks yo, are not one playing point. Nobody hockey. stands up straight. Like, you, scoliosis yeah. is an <laughs> epidemic in field hockey. Like it. <laughs> right. Dude. Okay, Dale, let's let's get down to nitty gritty. Well, do you want me to answer why about Australian basketball? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. There we go. Here we go. He's, so there we um, go. Dale's played with me before. Got to keep me focused. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of ideas. A lot of great ideas. Uh, so we have the Australian Institute of Sport, which is now called the Center of Excellence, but that's a training facility for sixteen to eighteen year olds. Um, this is a basketball program and you go there uh, with 14 to 16 of the best um, prospects in Australia and you live together, go to the local school and just train all the time and play. So I think that has a lot to do with how many Australians we have in the NBA right now because most of us came through that, that program. And so how do they pick you? Uh, so you... Uh, play for your state team and uh, I guess the scouts or the coaches from there go and watch you play for your state team at the national championships uh, and then you get invited to come. So it's like an Olympic training facility where they have the, the best facilities, um, best physios, best weights, coaches, sports scientists, nutritionists uh, and you're there with all the other sports. So 
there was soccer, volleyball, athletics, uh, swimmers, all there. So it's an elite environment. I've said this to you before in a the most endearing way, but did you used to have hops or <laughs> what set you apart? Because if you really think about the league, somebody will say, what year is this for you? Six. Okay, so this is your sixth year. You've been in the finals three times, four times? Three times. Twice. Twice. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got that big payday after it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but, like, other than your crazy ability to not only defy the odds, but you're not – you don't have hops. You're not the tallest guy in the world. You're not the – I would say you're strong for your build for a tiny guy. Deli's like, give me some credit here. I yeah, need to no, hear some give me nice some credit. <laughs> when did you say, like, at what point? Because nobody at high school says, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be an absolute terror to every single person I guard. And mm-hmm. that's going to make it, that's going to help me make it to the NBA. Like, you were probably really good at scoring, or you're taller, or you're more athletic. And then all of a sudden, somebody says, this is what you have to do to make it, and then you switch over. But, like, I want to know, and people want to know, like, obviously, white American kids or kids who aren't athletic want to know. <laughs> John Michaels goes, yep. Billy, <laughs> like, you are, you are a poster like child for, like, you can make it and not only make it, but be successful and be a champion in NBA and be a valued player which is crazy because you are one of the only guys that do what you do, though, if you think about it. So at what point did you say, okay, this is me? So I don't know if I should say thanks to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a huge thanks. Um, well, well, think about it. Tristan had to switch hands, for Lord have mercy. He had to switch hands. He was left-handed. He shot left-handed, yeah. and his stuff was so trash they said, no, just use the other hand. Byron did say, ooh, that, that right hand looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, see, that right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, listen, y'all got – Channing, they go, Channing, you weigh 235. <laughs> Stop posting up. Scoot back a little bit. Scoot back a little bit more. Scoot you back all the way to That's the three. Good. Okay, you stay right there. You stay right there. So we all have to go to a point where it's like what we think we are and what's going to keep us in the league. And that's – some people do it and some people don't. That's true. And – I think the earlier people figure that out, the easier it is for them and the longer they can have the opportunity to play in the league. But, uh, I mean, I'm I'm a pretty good athlete. I got tested at P3 laterally. You know, I'm I'm pretty pretty powerful. That's defense. Hey, that's half the game, Chad. That is. (laughs) For some. That's the most boring for some. (laughs) I would say 30%. 30. 30 and a half. I like to be a positional guy. I'm not really more... I got two good slides, and now I'm getting tendonitis. And We've seen it. Oh, wait, well, listen. Hold on now. Look, that was- north and south, that ain't me. That ain't me right now. East and west, I can Okay, what's up? I'm long enough. What's it? One slide, two slide? You, I'm going to give you the jumper. <laughs> Is there a moment or how or when, any of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always been competitive uh, since I was a little kid, and I've always wanted to win. So, however, whatever's going to give the team the best opportunity to win, that that's what I'm going to do. But growing up, like when we're at the Institute and playing for the under-19 national team, like we used to pick up full court. So, 
you know, if you're the point guard, you're picking up full court. So I've been doing that for a long time. And at St. Mary's, uh, we just played half court defense, which was kind of nice for a little change up. Uh, but with the national team, uh, when I kind of broke into that, I, I was picking up full court as well. So, and that's that's how I got my start with the national team. I was young. It was right after the under nineteen world champs, and I basically got in from just playing defense and playing hard. Um, and from there, my role expanded over the years, and that basically gave me uh, the formula I thought to to try to break into the NBA. Do you know how amazing that is? They're like, you know what? Don't worry about this guy who's six nine, who's super talented. Don't worry about the guy who could shoot his ass off. Give me that guy who is an absolute savage, menace, yeah, <laughs> and menace exactly. Like you are a swarm of gnats. <laughs> I I didn't get drafted, so I had to go to summer league, and I signed uh, like a partial guarantee, so I'd come to training camp. But at that summer league, I'm just you know picking Dog. up full yeah picking up full court, <laughs> taking charges, imagine. like I'm Ugh. fighting for a spot, and then you know I get the invite to training camp, and I'm doing the same there thing there to to just try to make the team. Uh, then there's that date in January I had to make yeah. a pass. So right. every kind of step along the way, I just had to fight and try to prove myself. I think the point of the matter is, too, how few people understand how difficult it is what he Dude, does. On, what he does how on easy shooting is. <laughs> shooting is so easy. I mean, to pick somebody that's, up that's full what I'm court you is know how, many, a, how few people really no. can comprehend what this guy in, does. In my 14-year career, I can maybe name on one hand guys who were real defensive guys, like were relentless. Even if you had 20, the next two or three you were going to get, you were going to have to earn, and it was going to take you two or three shots. And it was either your mental about me scoring was going to beat them, or you were going to have to get the best screens in the world to get them off you. Now it was Tony Allen, Andre Kirilenko. Uh, for me, it was Kenya Martin. And then Delhi. And then the other one was like, you know, for me was a young, like a Shaq when he wanted to. That's an interesting group. That is. That's a Shaq really, when he that's a really interesting group. he could move when he wanted to. And he could like absolutely ruin the whole game. He was just a creative player, you know. And to go on what Delhi said, people go, oh, my God, Channing, you're so good in 2K. And I'm like... <laughs> What? That was not the point I was trying to make. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was nowhere near saying, the point I was people, trying to make. <laughs> people's connection to us is so, I think, different. It, it, yeah. Because we are, de- like, I'm seven foot and I shoot threes, and he's six foot two. Four. Ah. <laughs> Deli shoots Deli threes, does. too. Deli shoots threes, but, you know, he's. You know, but he's he a, shoots threes. He's white and he's a point guard. You're oh, gosh. Whatever. So, he's okay. supposed to be fundamentally sound. But, Deli, <laughs> with you being such a great defender. Has that taught you anything about how you get your open shot? Uh, I think it's, I think it's more the opposite. Um, you know, at St. Mary's, I had the ball in in my hands. You know, for a lot of my career there, run thousands of pick and rolls, and got to shoot a lot of shots. And you know, I know what 
I like to do either coming off a pick and roll or what made it hard when a defender was defending me so that that's what I try to do to other people when I'm defending them. Delhi, what since everyone hears these guzzles, we when did you get into wine, Delhi? We know Australia has wonderful vineyards. Um, we would like to taste these vineyards if they wouldn't mind sending it to us. There you go. Hold on, hold on. So, Delhi, what kind of wine is it? Your wine? Get, tell the people about your stuff. Can we talk about this? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your wine. Let's talk about your passion. Project. Yeah, your passion project. Passion project. Well, it's not it's not my uh, passion project, but uh, so about ten minutes out of my town, yeah. uh, my great grandpa had some land, um, like farmland, and uh, when he, I think it was when he passed away, my uh, pa and um, his brothers and. Uh, what? <laughs> Let him they, finish, please. They they decided to put some vines um yeah. on the land and um so you know now my dad uh has has a little share in that. So um yeah, it's a it's a cool spot out there and um they they get some wine bottled up right. just for, you know, the family. How and, many? And, What's and a couple bottles of wine? Uh I don't know exactly, but um, you know, it's, what's it's the name good. of it? Just delve it over. Oh, uh, okay. Vineyards. Oh, well, the area is moonlight. Um, um, do you have a tasting room? No, no. It's just they grow the grapes there and then take it to a oh, winemaker okay, okay, to okay. get made. I was um, thinking about that, dude. That's a lot, dude. What kind yeah. of vines? Do you know what kind of vines? Uh, there's Cab Savs, right. uh, Merlot, and Shiraz. Ooh, mm. that's a nice little blend there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> What is your favorite wine if you had to get one? Let's say if you had to go to a dinner and had to bring three bottles of wine, what would be your favorite three bottles of wine? My favorite three? Uh, well, I had never really had great wine before yeah. getting to the NBA. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're drinking that Franzi, huh? <laughs> Andy uh, slapped a bag. A Andy Verichel was my vet, and he took great care of me. And we'd go to dinners on the road, and that's when I really um, first started having some uh, really nice bottles of wine. Yeah, yeah. No, but what's your favorite? Still, still exploring. I've been to Napa a couple times, which um, is fun. So I'm looking forward to going back there in the oh, off season. So it's I'll have amazing. to get some recommendations from you. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, no. Don't Might have to go together. Ooh, that'll be the best. I love Napa. Uh, yeah, so Napa, holla at your boy. See Fry, Chain Fry, and or Matthew Delvadova. He has a lot of pictures of uh, avocado or toast. Uh, exactly. Yeah, when did that start? What? what? Okay, so. But and do you really eat that every something. day? So what else, Deli? You have, uh, okay, you're reading books. We, we checked out your gram. Matthew Deli. Uh, right? Matthew yeah. Deli. Um, and my, check out my YouTube ch channel as well. What do you have on your YouTube channel, Deli? What you doing? I just uh, reviewed my favorite book, Open by Andre Agassi. Was it good? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Can you tell us about that challenge? <laughs> yeah, we did us. see that with the kids that were reading, what, 650 books? Wow. Yeah, so the goal, um, so that's uh, the program in Milwaukee that uh, my wife 
Anna and I partnered with called Our Next Generation and it's an after schools program and they, they do a really awesome job with the kids there and uh, it's a pretty special place so over the last uh, two and a half years we've uh, kind of developed a really good relationship with them and expanded the program and um, so we did a reading program last year and through that um, we got them some eye checks as well and we discovered or like the people that were doing the testing discovered they that 50 over 50 percent of them needed glasses so through some of the no uh, they can't read it's good can't see nothing so through the bucks partners um yeah yeah That's we cool. organized That's them really to get really glasses awesome. yeah. what's uh, the name of that program fantastic our next generation. Okay. So they're doing really awesome work. And so, uh, do they have an Instagram? That's cool. uh, I don't think do they have. They, a have website? They, they've got a website, so you can check check them out. Just Google our next generation in Milwaukee. But um, the reading program, uh, the goal this year that they set was to read a thousand books. So um, I said I'll, I'll read ten to contribute to that, and Anna will read ten to contribute to that. So. They've already read 641, and uh, they're at the halfway mark, so they're, they're really crushing it. That's really good. That is cool. Deli, you're doing a lot of things, man. What else are you interested in, Deli? Uh, I know it's Ticket to Ride. You like board games. You I, cheat. I love That's board games. I don't Favorite cheat. Favorite board game? Right now, it's Ticket to Ride. Um, I don't know. I don't think I've it's ever a heard great of that board game. I you actually guys get a uh, chance. Ticket to ride. He cheated and beat me. We missed <laughs> uh, definitely we'll didn't cheat. We'll get another chance but... to do it. Um, Ticket to Ride is an awesome, awesome game. It's basically, he explains it better. Explain. <laughs> uh, you get destination cards and you have to reach between two destinations by building trains. You get points for building certain length uh, trains and then you get points for reaching the destinations. You got to play Lock, it. Lock, strategy, awesome. what is it? Uh, a That's little strategy. bit of luck, but it's more strategy based on the cards you have. So, like, let's say you got to go from LA to New York, mm. you have to have the corresponding trains and the color on the board. So you have a choice. You could put down the cards that you have, which, like, let's say you have two to go from Phoenix to New Mexico because yeah. you're going to take the LA Phoenix New Mexico route, okay, to New York. You're going to go south to go north. Um, you would need like two pink cards. So you would play those two pink cards, or you can wait and take a different route, maybe that's faster, but you would get more points but by picking up cards. So it's a choice between picking up or putting down and which routes are the fastest. And do you want to take the longer routes or like Delhi, how he cheats is getting 16 oh, Delhi, routes. defend yourself here. It's not you at all. Uh, no. I, I won, so I was speaking for himself. What other games wants. do you play? Uh, Catan. Oh, I love that. That was a big one when uh, when I was here the first time with Joey Harris. We lived yeah. in the same building, so every night he'd come over to our apartment or we'd go to his and we'd play Catan, which was, yeah, that was good fun. J. Mike, do you know what Catan is? Yeah, I have a general idea. Oh, I've, man, I've Catan. Played. It's, it's it. really good. Dude, great. You, uh, so it gets kind of vicious, so... <laughs> Ticket to Ride's a more friendly game, I yeah, would yeah. say. Vi Catan gets vicious, vicious. Like people ruin your day by just <laughs> blocking your or blocking your um, path. Yeah, your path. Or, anyways, path. 
Sushi Chani, Go. You and Deli both enjoy board games. You yeah. share something else as well. You've endeared yourselves to the fans in Cleveland. Right. right? Mm-hmm. You both become fan favorites. Now, part of that, of course, is winning a title here. Right. First one in 52 years. But if, you're, if you have advice for others in the league, is there a recipe? I mean, is it a right place at the right time thing? Or is there a recipe to doing that? I mean, a lot of people do work in the community, but they don't end up fan favorites. What's, what's the recipe or what's the most important Since I've been on more teams in Delhi, I feel like I should speak up about this. I think for me, you know, whether players understand it or not, you are in the team as a reflection of the people of the city. And so if you're not in the city, if you're not seeing what the city is and what its heartbeat is, you're not going to take pride in it. And then for me, you know, I had a, a you know, a similar path of Delhi, even though I was taller. I might went to Arizona, whatever. But I was supposed to get red-shirted. Like, I was taught you're going to take pride in this jersey because, you know, that's why, like, it's just you earn this jersey. Like, this is earned. This is not, you know, you're, you're not just playing for yourself. You're playing for everybody before you. And I think for me, when I came to Cleveland – I had already experienced that with two or like three other teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I really saw it in New York, obviously, um, but the team thing wasn't there. Then I saw it in Portland, and we were just really young, where the city like embraced the players yeah. and they embraced me. And that's why I still live there to this day, is because I was around the city. I was like, what does Portland have to offer? Like, mm-hmm. what is like, what is Portland? Like, why do you guys love the Blazers so much? And I I understand why. You know, and then I went to Phoenix, and even though I'm from Phoenix, I understood why the fans are up and down. It's because we have so many awesome things going on all the time. It's tough. Like, it's tough to go to a Suns game when there's the waste management open, there's a Super Bowl, there's a this, there's a Fiesta Bowl, there's a that. It's tough for people to go. Diamondbacks are good. The Cardinals are good. So then I went to Orlando where, you know, it was it's pretty iffy, and they haven't been a playoff team for a long time. But I think I'd, I couldn't, for me as a player, I couldn't find what Orlando was about. It's a huge tourism city. And that kind of was a little off for me. And then when I came to Cleveland, I was like, yo, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the restaurants. I love the people. I love what this is about. And um, to be honest, this year has been, not been the greatest, like, record-wise. But our crowd has been amazing. So everybody that's come here and has been traded has said, yo, this is cracking here. Like, I want to come back or I'm upset that I'm going to get traded. Like, we talked to everybody. George Hill, you know, Rodney, Kevin, or not Kevin, Kyle, uh, Alec. They want to come back. And I Mm -hmm. think the fans show that the heartbeat of the city is not just when Braun is here or not just Mm -hmm. when Kyrie or all these all-stars are here. It's all the time. And they have some loyalty. And, uh, you know, we want to have that loyalty back. That was long-winded, but okay. Oh, that was this good. Is, what do you? What about you, Dilly? Uh, I mean, I think any fan base like will will respect people that lay it all out there, and I think um, that that's all you can do as a player is like leave it out there every night and and show you that you care and you're trying to win every night. Um, but like Channing said, I mean, the fans in Cleveland are unbelievable. Like the year. I had one year before LeBron came right. here and we missed the playoffs right. and 
it it was still you know the crowd was packed every night people were still going crazy even the last game of the season mm -hmm. when we're already knocked out of the playoffs it, it's a sellout back to being a fan favorite i think people fell in love with you delhi during that 2015 playoff run i mean i don't, I don't think there's any question about where that. you literally died every game <laughs> it was close a couple of times it died? was close but I, I, what, I think what stood out to even the casual fan in Cleveland was that there were some you know, words thrown around about your game that didn't sit well with people in Cleveland and people who knew you and saw your game on a regular basis, but how you stood up for yourself and handled that situation so well. Did that bother you when, those, you know, when things were being said about your game, when you were making that run and, you know, and contributing in such a huge way to what this team was doing? You know what that word is, Telly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, not really, because honestly, I was so focused on what we were trying to do and Kyrie was, you know, banged up and he missed a couple games in that Atlanta series in right. the conference finals. So I was just so locked in. I, I didn't really know what was going on outside of the scouting yeah. report and trying to recover and get ready for the next game and, and the finals too. And there was a moment that stands out to us that somebody asked you a question like that when you were on the podium in a post-game conference and LeBron started to answer for you. You said, I got it. You know, that I'm, I'm going to handle this question. I'm fine. And again, that's what you want to talk about where fans really yeah, oh, went yeah, over yeah, the top yeah. for Delhi. I think that was, that was a huge, huge moment in the, yeah. in the Delhi saga. You can tell people who hate Delhi. I'm team <laughs> Delhi now. You can tell Dude, it is so – it's almost funny to me at this point, right? Because there are certain guys that respect Delhi. They're like, this is who he is. Mm -hmm. Okay, you got to play it for real. There's no, like, halfway, I'm going to bring the ball up. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like, oh, we're joking around. <laughs> then you have guys – like, you got to take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're doing L cuts to get open. Mm -hmm. You know, fundamentals. These people work. <laughs> yeah, they got to work. It's a job. Like, then you have guys that are absolutely – do not want to do any of that. They're not and they into get that. So yeah. mad at Delhi because this dude has perfect hand, palm out <laughs> defensive slide defense. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's amazing to see the impact that you have before the person even checks into the game of mental impact. And it, it you know a lot of guys don't have that. You know, and a lot of I think that's. You know, after all these years of playing ball, that's the thing that, like, tickles me. and makes me laugh on the bench the whole time. I see this guy go, and he's extra rubbing the bottom of his shoe. He's getting his hands right. He's got a sweat. He's looking at you like, man, fuck Delhi. I'm about to bust his ass. You know, but, like, the fact that he has that attitude, right, shows a respect of, like, of I got to have this attitude or else Delhi's going to chew me up. Thanks, Jay. Well, uh, one time I think you're in Phoenix and I was fronting you in the post. And oh, I, oh, you I love this, please. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to find this. some footage or something. Oh, we will look it up I immediately. I was so mad. I can't even remember what happened, but I think you ended up getting a tea. Oh, yeah. I think I threw you to the ground. What? Please break I it down. Please break it down. Well, the thing is, when somebody's fronting you as a big man and I stand up tall, it's just how you're, hey, stand up tall, be tall, you know, whatever. I don't bend my knees very well. So Delhi does the front really well. So he's in front of me, but he's backing up. So he's basically backing up onto my knees and moving me out the way. So I'm thinking, man, f fuck this. So I'm getting upset because I can't get the ball. 
he's been, you know, harassing me all game, boxing out every time, which is annoying, right? Like for real, coaches technique boxing out. Okay, <laughs> six four boxing. Yeah, out, six seven four boxing out, seven foot. Right, right. six four ish, maybe six two. Ish. <laughs> Definitely, I six go by what's listed. That's all. Right, I'm right. So do I. I'm seven foot. Right. Anyways, um, but like he's just that guy that is just pestering. So I had enough. Enough is enough. I just got a technical. But how did you get a technical? I think I threw him down for real. Like I think I I just grabbed him and flung him down. You know, low key, your big dog got got (laughs) some strength now. Listen, I don't know if he just threw me down like that. We'll have to go to the video. I'm actually going to the floor at any point. Just saying. But I I mean, I might have moved him out the way. People do get (laughs) like frustrated when you deny him the ball. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, nobody does that. Yeah, but. If they're the best player, you should be trying right. not to let them catch the ball because if you want to win, it's best if you don't let them catch it. What other defender is like that in this league? That is just like a pest. Like even for you, like trying to get past someone as a point guard. Um, I mean, uh, I think T.J. McConnell. Like you, when oh, he's so annoying. What school did he go to? Arizona. Oh, Arizona. Shar Valley did. High School in Western Pennsylvania. You, so when you are trying to get the inbounds pass, you got to know where he is because he's always around swiping for the ball. So hanging around, trying to get a steal in the backcourt. He's really good, man. I love his game because I remember everyone's like, oh, man, he's not, you know, he's not going to last very long. I was like, dude, yes, he is. Like, he's doing everything right. Like, you could work on a jumper. You know, you could work on that, but his teammates move a thousand times faster when he's out there. And he makes the right play all the time. And I think you've noticed, like, when Delhi's out there, everybody moves. It's like he's not an excuse, right? It's like, Delhi, okay, I know exactly what we're doing. And it makes the game fun when you don't have to think. You're like, okay, Delhi's going to make the right every time. On offense? You know what? Uh, the offense and defense. Wait. What is the team with the most starting lineups of all time? Of all time? Yeah. What year and what team? Ha! Next, my rookie year. <laughs> he would, Larry would start you if this is like your home team. So, like, if you went to college at Arizona, you would start when we play the Suns, even if you did not play. You got to, uh, so um, we had guys come from the G League or, you know, the D League at the time come up. Ime Udoka. They re-signed him. Hey, Ime, we need you to play the two. What are you going to do with Jamal Crawford? It's right there. Like, you want you to start that guy who's been doing this for 20 games. Nope. Come on, start. Yeah. Ev- oh, yeah. Everybody got a rotation. It was crazy. You didn't know if you were playing until 40 minutes before the game. <laughs> so, you would, like, guys that would start for five games, they'd look on the board and they'd be like, Coach, you're not starting? No, no, no. The matchup isn't right. Like, coach, what, this is the same team we played four games ago. Why is the matchup? Like, it sometimes would be like that in the league, dog. It was crazy. All right, I'm looking at it right now. You ready? Yeah. Your rookie season was 05 06. Yeah. Your club, coached by Larry Brown, went 23 and 59 that season. Trash can. <laughs> your team had 42 starting lineups that season. Wow. I told you. <laughs> I told That's you. Crazy. Listen, he told me <laughs> dead to my crazy. face after yes, preseason. He goes, Channing, I love how you're playing, son. I love how you're playing. In that tone. I wish. Oh, yeah, he talks like this. And he goes, we're going to get you some minutes here. You know, 
first game of the season or whatever, first whatever. Man, DMP. <laughs> DMP. He was like, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, the game got away from me. I tried to get you in there. I was like, what? Man, listen. But, you know, that's what happens. Like, things happen sometimes in NBA years. And this year, I, I was looking at the date. I was sitting on my Xbox. And I'm looking at the date. It's February 7th. When you brought up Cleveland, going back to Cleveland just a bit, you said the first thing you thought about was food. Yeah. They have great food spots. Cleveland That's the one is thing, the Portland just being of in my the, first year. Midwest. Exactly. Great food spots. And you talked about, well, avocado toast, but the avocado. guacamole stands out to me. The first place I saw you out was, what, Momocho? Momocho. Oh, okay. so fire. Which Momocho. Is so no, good. I was, there, I was there last time. <laughs> you were there, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's your favorite margarita? Be honest. Well, you have the sampler, so it's like. Uh, just standard. What? You don't get the blood orange habanero? Which is amazing. It's good for about three Fine. sips. But no. No, sips. I like spicy but the, stuff. But Ugh. the sampler. Go, that one in the middle. Regular, spicy, regular. And then by that time, listen, everything tastes good. <laughs> what, what about the favorite guac? Oh, See, that's that's, that's what I wanted to ask. Because I never thought I would have guacamole with trout in it. I love it. Which was amazing. Or the pineapple one. Pineapple, pineapple and mint. solid. Yes. That's strong. Yeah, that's my favorite really one. That's I'm your favorite one? I'm more of a trout guy. <laughs> more of a trout guy. But what are some other places that are good Cleveland spots? Uh, Lucky's Cafe is my brunch spot. Ginkgo oh, for sushi. Super bomb. Ginkgo. Where's that? Where is that? Three months. Oh. oh, really? Listen, go underneath, and there's uh, the little speakeasy to the right in there. Great bar, great band. So Dante's owns Dante's upstairs, and then... Ginkgo yeah. downstairs, and then there's a bar down there. Best time. Ooh. It's small. It's chill. It's like one of my favorite favorite spots to go. Uh, Barocho, Baraco, yeah, Baraco, solid. Oh, so solid. Can we Barocho. write all these down? Yeah, Baraco's really good. It's in Lakewood, I think. Right? Yeah, no, no, no. They got one in Lakewood. They moved one to West, yeah, uh, West Lake, right? But is no, that one the one sister? Crocker, yeah, yeah, restaurant. Uh, yeah. Momocho. No, 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 no. Because they said it's Barocco. another. This is Baraco. They Barocco's put in that little one. old wine, that wine place right in yeah. the middle. Oh, like yeah, yeah. They got rid of that. That's good. Um, so I like Korean barbecue. So I went to the Chinese, like <laughs> the Chinese, um, like little, I don't want to say plaza. And there's a place upstairs. It's actual Chinese name. And you know, the Korean barbecue up there. Your boy ate plaza. good. Me and my herd of family yes, ate good, good for less than sixty dollars. Oh. Like and we had to go boxes like yeah, we had ordered thousands of dollars. That's pretty good. It was so good. I like spicy food. I like like authentic, you know, they have the Chinese mark supermarket downstairs. They got like an Aikido joint upstairs. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I think there's like a dry cleaning downstairs. There's like a dance studio. And then there's like a Vietnamese spot, and then there's a Korean barbecue upstairs, and they only play K-pop. I knew I was in the right spot. I knew I was in the right spot. This place is bumping. Oh, man, I'm missing somewhere else. <laughs> How about you? Deli, where, where are you outside of Momocho? Where are you going? Marble Room is very solid. I haven't been there yet. Oh. What? Marble Room is very solid. Great day, nice spot. The ambiance is amazing. Everyone's super nice in there. Yeah. My uh so I didn't discover these restaurants till my second year. 
my first year, I was eating that Chipotle. <laughs> I was excited that I could get the double chicken and extra guac. But, uh, There's nothing wrong with that. That's strong. Which is that's awesome. Right. I had that's Chipotle okay. the other day. You boy's stomach was toe. That's all right. Uh, that's <laughs> more like Panda Express. There's nothing wrong with that. Never again. Uh, come, on. Come, on. come on. That's all right. The bubbles. We're, we're, but oh, then, uh, man. I was like, hey, the can you <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you try to say a sentence and you got to like interrupt yourself. You're like, hey man, turn that. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, got to go. Keep the, the show on. Oh, the Keep bubbles. the show on. <laughs> you got to tighten the kegels. That's very interesting. <laughs> Channing needs complete help. And J. Mike is, I don't have anything else to say. It's J. Mike's fault, man. Deli, if there's no basketball, you, I know you're competitive, but what would you be doing without that? Arm wrestling. <laughs> uh, well, I used to think it would be uh, a school teacher. Uh, my mom's a school teacher back home. But lately, like the last two years, I've been getting uh, into some startup investing um, in the venture capital world. So, look at um, you. That's cool. Yeah, so Slap me something, dog. Yeah. My wife's uh, from, the, from the Bay Area. And, um, Bay Area. Yeah, it's just I've really enjoyed learning about a lot of different things like I enjoy learning about what's going on in the world what's coming next uh, and you're around people that are trying to be the best at what they do and, and change the world so uh, that's what makes it appealing to me it's pretty awesome cool you hear more stories about like different athletes and what they're doing outside of basketball I know a lot of people are in tech yeah out in Channing I still, still like your idea the, I know when, are, when is travel. that launching I don't know exactly how you phrase it Right. Taking care of people's travel concerns. And yeah, it would be up. the best. Imagine if you, Delhi, were like. <laughs> what do you call that? <clears throat> do you have a name? Uh, a travel. Not the name I would say it. a travel liaison. Ah, yeah, that's nice. So, Delhi, imagine if you were like, hey, I need to go somewhere <laughs> I've never been before. Let's say you want to go to India. Would you? Okay, here's the question Would you invest in this particular startup? Okay. Looking at it. Two minute pitch. Right, yes. Two minute pitch. <laughs> Here we go. Here have, we go. It's just an idea. It's just an idea. Remember, he's over so venture here's capital. a problem. Like, and here's where it comes from. You can question him. We're going please. to France, right? Now, I have to call all my buddies who are from France in the NBA to figure out where to go, where to stay, how long to stay, where to eat. So I would rather pay somebody an extra price to say, like, set me up. This is what I want to do. I want to wine taste for a couple of days. I want to go to the south of France. I want to go to Paris. I want to do this at this price point, stay at these hotels. And then what's more important to me is where I stay rather than the extra stuff. So put me in the best spot to walk around. Um, that's more important, you know, by this price point. Yeah. I would rather have somebody do that rather than myself or my wife or somebody else. Because you don't know anything about it. Right. Because I don't know anything about this right. country. And so I have to call Evan Fournier as soon as the season's over for him. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, yo, Frenchie, what's up, dog? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, and that's how I talk to him. But. Imagine if you could do that anywhere. So what I would get, my company would get their resources would be from, would be people who actually all your live there, right. go there. You know, obviously the different, and we would only work with, no offense, certain clientele that ha would have budgets of like a certain amount of money because it wouldn't be worth it. Somebody's like, well, put me at a Motel Six in Adelaine, and I want to do a <laughs> thirty seconds boat ride. Thirty seconds you, for this. Picture. You mean Adelaide? Adelaide? Yeah, I think you meant Adelaide. Yeah, oh. I said Adelaide. He's what an accent. Adelaide. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 All right, 
All right, Deli. So you buying or discount? Uh, I feel like it already exists. <laughs> Where does this exist? On their like travel concierge a or travel something? agent. Have you ever used a travel agent? Uh. Okay, that's what I thought. Right. No. Anna is the best at booking stuff. Right, I understand. Yeah. But Anna literally looks all this up and asks people. That's hours. Upon a hours. TripAdvisor, right? Or Airbnb travel. Just TripAdvisor. Now, this is a real question. TripAdvisor is not, is for very, is I think for a different demographic of what you're looking for. Okay, so time out. <laughs> you're like. Here's the thing. I'm trying to say please, it right. Please expand. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, listen, what's up? <laughs> TripAdvisor. I mean, no, go ahead. <laughs> Say what I, you mean. Like, I will rent a castle. <laughs> that's what if I'm, I'm going to go to France for I two weeks, right. I mean, I'm renting a castle. That's what makes yours unique. Right. This is what we need to know. Listen, if you because I have people that are coming out with me, right? <laughs> so they don't want to stay at like a Ritz or a Four Seasons. We want to Airbnb something amazing, maybe on a countryside that... Is res- like that is something special that only we do, or something that only is select. Because everybody can go to France. You can stay at the Ritz. You can stay at the Four Seasons. You can stay at the Mondrian or whatever it is. I want to go to a Airbnb and have somebody cook French food for me, and then a car picks me up at eleven, and we go to Burgundy and we try wines at select vineyards. Like that's the experience I want to have, and so. I can't go to TripAdvisor. Uh, guys, if I want to rent a castle, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, and 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 be there with ten friends, what do I do? Guy who's curious, you know, like I can't do that. But there, I I hear Delhi because right. we had a girls trip to Dubai, and we went through Airbnb. Right, it was some type of experience or whatever. But we, my sister, found this amazing setup right. where we rode camels. For the, the, you know, sunrise. Then we went and had a little barbecue out on the desert. Ooh. Then we went for a belly dancing, henna painting. We stayed the night in these tents. Got up. We had well, took the camels out for sunrise. Then right. they had tea and dates and everything and took pictures for us and all that good stuff. It was an amazing experience. Okay. And it was probably $100 a piece. Wow. Damn, you swindled them. Exactly. Well, I'm just saying, you just never, like, those never type know. of experiences. And then also going up to, I think, Abu Dhabi. Right. They took us through the mosque, and they also gave us a tour. We had our own tour guide. He gave right. us all the garb that we needed, right. as well as took us to the castle okay. that you really, really yeah, want to be yeah, at. Yeah. I don't want a big, big castle. I don't want a big castle. But we yo, went to what the about, castle. Like, yo, what's up, Angel? <laughs> we went to about the castle. About time you get here. Had tea, had cake, and it was amazing. Dude, I heard uh, Abu Dhabi is absolutely amazing. It's one of my my buddy's been there a bunch of times. Like Channing, like other than Jerusalem, he's like, this is the best place in the world. It's amazing. Delhi, best place you ever traveled to. I uh, went to Hamilton Island in the off-season. It's just uh, that? off the coast of Australia, up, up north. It's pretty awesome. What is it, beach? Resorty? Yeah, beach. Okay, yeah, beach. here we go. He must own real estate. Here we go. Somewhere uh, I wish. Venture capital. Startup, startup. Yeah. Start <laughs> hey, where's the best place to go? Hey, I heard this place called Portland. 
<laughs> Yo, this Airbnb right next to Lewis and Clark is cracking. <laughs> Outside of Australia, goodness gracious, you've seen the uh, world. I went to Rome and saw the oh. saw the Colosseum. We were talking about that the other so day, sick. and that's the that's that the right? new best thing I've ever seen. Been to Italy it's unbelievable. Or Rome, you do not understand history. Like, you cannot understand, like, a sense of pride for your country hmm. until you see something that is older than America. Right. Like, by centuries. Right? And you understand why Italians are Italians or Greeks are Greeks. I've been to Greece and seen, like, all that. And then and, and I've been to Istanbul and to see that c- culture. And, and, you know, and to be in, um, where else have I been? I've been to Taiwan. I've been to... Australia, we try and got shit, but you know, like, <laughs> but dude, it's crazy to see. Like in Rome, you'll be walking, and then it's like a bunch of buildings, like you know, gelato and pizza, obviously tourist stuff, and then you're like, holy shit, like something from like, well, they probably did something to Jesus, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but it was tight. Like it's amazing. It's yeah. just it's humbling. I think that's the word. You've had angels had enough. Angels had enough. That's yeah. enough of you, Chip. All right, this is the last question. Ready? We, we like this question. People, when people see you guys, yeah, all the time, they say, "Oh, you know, they're so excited to see you." You know, is there anybody that you've met, or if you would meet them, that you think you would feel the same way? Like, oh my goodness, this is boy, this is somebody I'm really, I'm really excited to be around. Or are you? Is there nobody really like that? Are you over Mel there? Gibson for him. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie and Brulia. What? Natalie <laughs> uh, Portman. <laughs> We're so mature. So We're so the good. worst. Yeah. Uh, I met Steve Nash uh, right before my senior year, and I was pretty nervous and excited to That's meet him because that was Stevie. That was my hero growing up. You Dog, know? Stevie so, is the coolest. He, man. he the is Sherpa? the coolest. So that was that was pretty awesome. Um, I met uh, Greg Norman before the season, legendary Aussie golfer. Yeah, uh, I was pretty nervous before meeting him That's as well, but um, he, he's really cool as well. <laughs> That's cool. What is that face? That's cool. That is cool. That is cool. That's pretty neat, dude. This summer, like, if we're in LA, I should talk. Uh, hit Steve up. We'll go grab a beer or something. You played uh, like a uh, charity soccer game with him, right? Yeah. Oh well, you yeah. already know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you already know. He was yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, the yeah. plug, right? right? Yeah, I tried to be the plug, and, uh, right. and they unplugged me. <laughs> yeah, plugged you <laughs> all the way, right? <laughs> right. Sorry. Thanks, Mike. I was trying to bring up another. Air thanks, Mike. Another oh, interesting. All right, air conversation. Sorry. Uh, me. Um, okay, this is going to sound weird. It's different when you meet people in person whose aura is bigger in person than it is. Like, like when I said, okay, when I was like, oh, Beyonce, like, no big deal. Like, I've seen super hot women all over the world, whatever. When I met her, there's a different, it's not even like hot or beautiful. There's like another word that is not even... There's another word that is a definition of her, right? And there's only two other women other than my wife that uh, I would say that have that type of like swag that is her, Beyonce, J-Lo, and um, Jessica Biel. Interesting. Wow. Are the three. 
And you've met all three? I've met all three. I've met all three and seen all three. But, you know, I was a baby, except for last year we met J-Lo. And she looked at me and said, hey, what's up? And I felt tingly. (laughs) (laughs) I giggled. I was like, are you talking to me? (laughs) But then as dudes, um, Justin Timberlake was easily the coolest upper echelon guy I've ever met. Uh, went to his concert and we met him earlier this year and he's, coolest, he's like so laid back dude the best the best yeah. um, awesome show as well great, oh, great that show. was a good show um, and then you know like in basketball or sports um, you forget who like you play with sometimes and so I've got the opportunity to play with Steve Grant and Vince Carter uh, yeah. so like all those dudes I could text him right now and be like What's up, fuck nugget? You know, like, (laughs) but I love those guys and they've influenced me to be who I am and to continue to play ball and to continue to like to be cool as shit because I know if they're cool as shit, I got no business being a Darsh, right? Because they keep like, they are the best of the best of the best of the best. Yeah. Do you know that reference? No, that's okay. It's a movie reference, but that's okay. Um, But yeah, those guys are the best. I think um, people stop cars for Grant. I've seen a lady in New Orleans drive, make a left, and we're on the other side of the road. She made a left, was on a far lane, and did a U-turn in front of traffic, faced the wrong way, hopped out the car, and screamed her face off to get a picture with Grant Hill. I've seen Steve Nash shut down a movie theater. You know, I've seen things like, you know, obviously playing with Braun too. I've seen some crazy things, but like just to play with those guys and see how humble and um, awesome they are was pretty, was, was those are my guys. White House do that for you a little bit? Oh, Obama's my guy. Uh, uh, that was... He gave me the brother dap though. I Okay, the Key and Peele skit. We've seen that is the, the best The Key and Peele skit is 100% true. Watch the video <laughs> because Big Z was next to me. He gave Big Z the, hey, buddy, what's up? And looked at me and goes, hey, Mr. bring it in. Threes. Bow, slap it, knuckle. Brought it in. Chest, brought it in. Bow. I said, ooh, you like one of my uncles. Dog. Let's get on this grill. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Uncle, who is that? Crazy Obama? Who's that? Crazy Obi? Seriously, though, how, how that was special only because it almost seemed... Like they authentically were as excited to see you guys as oh, we man. all were excited to see Michelle that. You know Obama what I mean? Is a is an absolute. Well, I, star. Did you feel that same She's way? She's amazing. Oh, Michelle Obama is a star. Yeah. Uh, yes. Did you oh, feel that way? Yeah. It was co- entirely the authentic. The best. Yeah. It's good. Well, stuff. damn. Well, let's end on that. We're gonna go to eat dinner. Talk about how we didn't get traded. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Can we cheers to that? Oh, yeah. Cheers. Oh. One more cheers. That's all right. We got more. Mm-hmm. Um. Deli Grace, stuff. anything, we talked about the books, anything else that charity-wise that uh, Do you have a website, Deli, other than your right YouTube now? channel, where you wrestle gators and kiss kangaroos? Uh, no, that's about it. That's about it. Oh, perfect. Well, guys, another episode of Road Trippin' Cleveland with Matthew Delavadova from Australia.